0: The FM Evolution Podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution Podcast brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to The Evolution. Here's Sean Black.
1: What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution, and I'm excited to start off the show with our good friends at ProFM. I have Randy Olson back. Randy, how are you, sir?
2: Uh, I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, you know, I'm, and I'm, it's after Thanksgiving. I feel, uh, the love from the thanks Thanksgiving experience, you know, and the thankfulness and, and the calories, the calories. It was so intense, but it was very good. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm excited to be here and we have an awesome guest today, Stormy Friday from the Friday group. Stormy, welcome back to the show.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be here, and I'm delighted to be in such good company this morning. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're excited to have you back. Stormy, you were on our show about two years ago. I think it's been about that long. It's gone by so quickly. Actually, you were the very first guest we had with ProFMI, and uh, you've literally written the you know the facility management textbook here, and, and uh, it was always... Uh you're always going to conferences and you're, you know, you're the top jaw there. So I'm excited to have you back and talk about our our topic today. Randy, what are we talking about today, sir?
2: Well, we're we're gonna uh cover a lot of ground and as, as we usually do, right? In yes, these sir. uh these monthly uh Pro FMI FM evolution podcasts, but we're gonna we're gonna tap into Stormy's expertise, which is which is broad and deep and um just brilliant always around feedback. And effective feedback for employees, effective feedback for bosses, and how you communicate that. So, really excited to uh, to hear from Stormy and just have a great discussion today.
1: Yeah, I am too. And uh, communication is one of my hot buttons. I love it. It is something I get really fired up about because it is probably one of the the missing links in in, in business and life that we all think we are so good at, <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. And uh, not all of us are. So it's kind of nice to to talk about this. I want to get into it. Before we do that, Stormy, I, you know, I I know you've been on the the show before, but it's been a long time. I'd love for you to give us kind of an introduction to who you are, and what you do, and then Randy will do the same for you, sir.
0: I'll make it very quick. I've been in the FM world for over forty years. Scary when I say that, but. And I've been a practitioner in facility management. So I learned about FM the hard way um, many, 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 many years ago before we all knew what we know today about facility management. And then I've been fortunate for about 35 years now to uh, have an FM consulting firm. And we spend wonderful time with clients, uh, building capacity and capability internally within FM organizations. So that's my passion, and communication is a big part of that. And um, I write, I speak, um, and just am fortunate to be able to do things like this to give back to our industry.
1: I love it. I love it. I am so excited to tap into that that, uh, experience today and talk about this uh, today. Randy, for those who don't know who you are, and who ProFMI is, I don't know Who that? how that possibly is at this point, but there are people that are new listeners every time we get on the show. So tell us a little bit about you guys.
2: Oh, there's there's still people that don't yeah. know me and don't know us. So I'm happy to do that. So I've, I've been in and around uh, facility management education and credentialing for over 12 years now. So in the last uh, last five of which, we've built out uh, the Professional Facility Management Institute and the ProFM credential, which is the most current relevant deep, broad uh, FM education and credential program on the market today. And we've had the good fortune to work with the best of the best in the industry to include our guest today, Stormy Friday, to help us put that together and really define what that body of knowledge looks like and what that content looks like so that we can help do our part in elevating the FM career and, and really having positive impact on all the individuals and all the people that work in this industry. So, you know, I will probably speak less today because we have such a wonderful expert on, but, you know, happy to be here and happy to, to share the stage again with, with Stormy and, of course, you, Sean.
1: I love it. Awesome. Well, before we get into the topic, I uh, will hop into that. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Stormy's role in the development uh, of the well, the pro-FMI body of knowledge. Um, With as much experience as you have, I'd I'd love to kind of hear, you know, how you got involved and, and why it was so important for you.
0: I think FM globally needed to coalesce around common concepts to strengthen the capability in our profession. And the discussions that were initiated by Randy and his team about developing a body of knowledge that would serve FM universally was very appealing to me. The global group of FM experts and practitioners assembled by Holmes, Randy and his team, um, Trade Press uh, and others was truly, I think, a moment in FM history We hammered out the body of knowledge, and trust me, we did hammer it out. We had lots of lively discussions about it, but it now has been praised as having universal applicability, and I think that's important. Since my goal and mission in this world of FM has always been to build capacity and capability, For FM practitioners, I think that is what I found so attractive and the way that Holmes had put all of this together and the group that they assembled. I think it really is one of the most important legacy items for my FM career, and I've just been honored to be a part of it um, and to work with the team. It's just been phenomenal, and I think we've accomplished something that. No one else has accomplished, and our industry um, needed it tremendously.
1: I love that. It's such great input, and I I, I know that uh, I probably Phil my is very grateful to have you as part of their team. Uh, and Randy, I know that you you know that you loves you know Stormy. Uh, you, she's one of your favorite people in the world. We've talked about sure. it, and you know you were very animated about bringing her on as our very first guest, I'm like, ah, oh, well, let's, let's do that. You know, um, you know, how would you describe her impact and influence on the development of FM professionals?
2: Well, this could take the entire podcast. Here. So, <laughs> so I would, I would say, Sean, that I knew of Stormy and mm. we had, at conferences, you know, different conferences, I had had the opportunity to say hi. I'm quite sure she didn't remember who I was, uh, but I certainly remembered her. And uh, in, the, in the process of building out the team that was going to help us define this next level of education and credentialing for proFMi, Stormy was at the top of the list. And we got that introduction to our great business partner, Trade Press Media Group, the NFMT folks. Uh, we just had Amy Brown on here, here a couple of months ago to talk about NFMT. So we got that introduction and, and happily, I'll never forget the email I got back from Stormy. It said, um, it's about time that you partner <laughs> up with Trade Press Media Group and, and get this done. So, so I would suggest that, um, the relationship with Stormy and I started at a professional level and is still, that still exists, but people with great depth and people with great hearts you fall in love with quickly and you become friends with. And I would, um, I'll, I'm almost going kind to of mess up here. So I, I literally um, consider Stormy one of my best friends, a mentor to me. Um, if I need advice, if I have somebody I need to go to and just pour my heart out, I can do that. And and I would tell you that <clears throat> when you go through difficult times hmm. and you need somebody, the best in people come out, and the best in Stormy Friday has come out to me. In class. Uh, three to four years with helping me through personal situations, professional situations, advice, mentorship, guidance. Um, and I'm only hope that I can do the same for her. So th- this is uh, somebody we at ProFMI hold in very high regard, as does the entire FM industry. You know, there's so many times, Sean, that I have a discussion, just had a discussion over the weekend with a gentleman from Australia. And he said, hey, is Stormy Friday still involved in your program? Because, you know, she's just one of the best of the best. And I said, yes, she is. Happily, yes, she is. And uh, yes, she is one of the best of the best. So (laughs) can't say enough good things. You know, it it has been an honor and a joy to be involved. And Stormy asked me annually, oh, is it time for me to move along from the Pro-FMI commission? And I always tell her, "No, no, no way, no way. (laughs) Um, there's, there's always a seat at the table for you. So, so that, that's my, uh, that's my background on Stormy and our relationship.
1: Well, that is awesome. And, uh, I am, I'm, I'm excited to be able to hop into the topic, but I'm also very impressed with the relationships that pro FMI really kind of bring to the table and how FM, I think it was Stan Mitchell, right? We talked about Stan. FM is about the people, right? Yep. And, and I, I love that line. We bring it up all the time. But look, I mean, just right here, it is about the relationships. It's about the people. And uh, it's probably my favorite part of doing these shows and being a part of an extension of your team and, and the extension of really FM. And I and so I love it. i mean so excited to to hop into this and hear more. From, from Storm, because communication is kind of the cornerstone of, of you know, for my career. It's, it's, it's a big deal for me. And in Storm, you you wrote an article on is it FM, FM Prime? Right, correct And yes, so yes. I kind of want to get some uh, some feedback on you, uh, or from you. You know, this is really all about providing effective feedback from staff, and communication, like I was saying, is, is really a passion of mine. So You know, I know that communication is a cornerstone also. It's one of the soft skills that are part of ProLiFM. And, you know, you guys, you focus on that with the, you know, with the students And and it's critical to make a huge impact on a team and organization. So maybe we can kind of talk about the role of feedback, you know, how it plays a part in communication and what it can achieve when it's done well. And I think that's kind of the, the key part there is when it is done well.
0: Happy to do that if I can talk. I'm almost choked up myself. My goodness, I feel like I should make a retirement speech and get a gold watch or something. But the feeling is mutual. I hope you know that, Randy. Really, uh, feeling is mutual. All of the above ditto. Uh, the interesting thing about feedback and the reason I wanted to write this article is that it's one of the most effective and underrated leadership tools in FM. Effective feedback from an FM manager, and also, and we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the two-way street, but effective feedback from an FM manager drives the FM culture. It strengthens the morale of the organization, and it provides an opportunity to showcase performance achievements and also provide a framework for discussions about areas where performance needs to be improved. So it serves a dual purpose, really. When it's poorly done, it's awful. And so since this is the gift of giving, we need to make sure that the season of giving, uh, we need to make sure that we encourage FM managers to learn the art form and the gift of being able to provide effective feedback. When it's poorly done, it creates tremendous friction. There is negativity, there's animosity between staff and a manager um, towards the messenger, which is what the manager always is when it's a not good. And it really weakens the very fabric of the FM organization. So it's one of those things that is communication. There's a huge module in uh, our pro FM um, uh, course materials. And that's why it's very essential to the BOK, the body of knowledge that all FM managers need to have. So I think we need to make sure that we focus on it a little bit more than we often do. Yeah.
1: I mean, even from my side and going through this and, and, seeing it happen, you know, firsthand <laughs> and having uh, i've seen it done really really well and then on the other flip side not so well. And and, and really, you know, I, I've been in you know this role and uh, for 30 years in one way one shape or another in communication and me yeah, I've done it wrong. <laughs> you know, I've definitely done this wrong. And I think probably over the last couple of years, I've learned, I think, to do a little bit better. But Randy, what's your experience in giving feedback or receiving feedback? I would love to hear from you as well.
2: Yeah. And I think I'll I'll go back and and quote Stan again a little bit. (laughs) Uh, You know, Stan, when we talked about this, Stan made the comment that, you know, engineering is very black and white. It's ones and zeros. And in FM and around people, it's all shades of gray. So, it, you know, it, it, it's, it, it can be difficult and, you know, we're dealing with human beings that have emotions and yeah. the art of communication, the art of providing good feedback and accepting good feedback is, is a real art. It's a, it's a tremendous art. So, and have I done this perfectly? Absolutely not. No, um, none of us, yeah. Yeah. Um, certainly failed at this a few different times and struggled with this a few different times. Um but learning as we go. So I think it's important to understand people are at different places. There's, there's personal things going on. There's, there's all sorts of things going on in, in a person's life as you're providing feedback to them. Um, as we've talked about in this podcast many times, I also coach, uh, basketball and youth, youth basketball and, It is so interesting how that enhances my ability to communicate with adults in the workplace and being able to communicate with players and provide feedback to players um, around a very emotional topic where everybody really wants to be good at something, you know, and, you know, it it enhances my ability to then on the professional side, deal with people I have to deal with there. So, you know, it's never it never can be perfect. I think there's a, there's a good blueprint and a good model and a good pathway to get there, but it's never perfect. And, um, you know, you just do your best and it's a conversation, right? And it, we're, we're people.
1: Well, in communication, there's definitely why, you know, and there's a how and the what I want to dig into the how on this, you know, and I want to dig into the how on this. I think we, I've, and we can hop into some of those others, but the how or the, you know, kind of the steps into giving good feedback is kind of one I want to kind of chat about. Uh, Stormy, tell us a little bit about this. Like we all have, you know, our perception of what good feedback is. We've had annual reviews with bosses. We've had, you know, you know, hallway chats at the water cooler. Some are effective, some not so much. But, you know, we all kind of get feedback. What wh- When you're focusing on the how... What does that look like for you to give effective feedback?
0: Well, I think the whole concept of the annual performance review, there's nothing worse or more daunting to anybody. Even the best performers get weak in the knees, I think, when you think <laughs> about going into the manager's office and, you know, you're ready for your annual performance review. And if you think about it, we don't perform annually. We perform daily. So why I- in the world would it make sense to have an annual performance review? Effective feedback has to be frequent, it has to be often, it has to be on a regular basis. And so while it may not necessarily have to be daily, there should be opportunities for feedback on a regular basis. And I know people who are HR experts say all the time that the best time for feedback is immediately after some kind of an event. Whether it's positive or whether it's been negative, that's the time to do that. Some of it depends, I think, on the level of sophistication of the work group that the manager is managing. If you have self-directed teams, for example, which have become even stronger now that we're doing so much remote work, self-directed teams, if they're good, probably don't require as much feedback as individuals who are working independently. And so I think uh, self-directed teams or a team environment where you chat with your manager maybe every week to 10 days on a project or whatever they're working on is probably a good thing. New employees need more regular communication and feedback with their manager. And so that also needs to happen on a more frequent basis and I think one of the things and, and I didn't really talk about this when we were talking about some of the downsides but there are two new phenomena that have cropped up since we've been doing this remote work environment. One is something and we didn't we we did, we cut it out of the article but we put it in a teaser um, somewhere else Trade Press did. It's called quiet quitting
1: and oh, what yes. it means
0: is that that staff just give up and they quit. They may still physically be there, but they're not engaged anymore. And feedback is one of the things that keeps them engaged. And so that's critical. The flip side is that we have quiet firing. And those Mm. are poor managers who do not have the gift of effective feedback and just hope some of their staff will go away. (laughs) So, and that doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, it does sometimes, but that's not what we want. Yeah. It does happen. So this whole gift of strengthening the communication among FM managers is so essential. And you need to have regular, ongoing feedback with your staff.
1: I have some feelings and particular opinions about quiet quitting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a whole different podcast, but I will tell you it's that a it's uh, a it's a whole different podcast, man. I'm passionate about that one. That that gets me fired up on that topic. But it is centered around communication, and, and certainly, I think a lack of understanding how to have good communication and good feedback, sure. and so the quiet quit, quiet quit things, kind of like I'm not going to have that conversation. And and there's definitely there is. Definitely a generational thing with this component. Oh, that's all yes. different. We go to that too. So, but I, I love, I love your, um, your example in, uh, uh, of this quiet quitting and quiet firing because, you know, a lot of people who don't want to have that difficult conversation will go into this. Well, we're just not going to pay attention to that. What, what? Oh, man the leadership on that well that gets me fired up who who can go and uh, and man someone like that? that kills me it kills me to even think about that man that's horrible Randy have you ever quiet fired anybody <laughs> no right
2: <laughs> I, I have not but a but a but a story is you know i have a 23 year old daughter who plays college hoops super proud of her but she gets busy in season and she had a part time job this Not this year, but the past year at a local business. And she tried to do that in season, which is just impossible. Right. Yeah. So she reached out to me and said, um, I'm going to shoot him a text and let him know I can't work there anymore. I'm going to, and I said, no, 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 no. Nope. That's not how this works. You need to go in there face to face and you need to explain yourself, sit down face to face and let him know that you're going to, and here's your reason why, that you're not going to be able to fill be an employee there anymore, yeah. and here's the reason why. And you need to do that face-to-face. You can't text him that news. You can't just stop showing up, as some people do. Yeah. And she did that, and she called me, and she said, thank you for requiring me to do that. You know, of course, yes. this is a 23-year-old, 20, so I don't have to require her to do anything, but yeah. however she did, and, you know, the... The positive out of that is he said, anytime you'd like to come back, anytime you need a reference, anything that you might need for me going forward, you've got because you came and talked to me. And that's very rare in this world today. So, you know, generationally, that's a that's a really yeah. big deal. It's a really big deal. Um, and, you know, I think you have to find a way as you lead organizations, you have to find a way to meet people where they're at and how they like to be communicated with. Sure. Um, yes. and then help push them out of their comfort zone of how to be effective communicators going forward. I mean, Stormy and I talk about this all the time. It's just wonderful when we get to get in the same place in a meeting table, you know, within three to four feet of each other and have a business and personal conversation. Yeah. It is Wonderful. Sure. You know, with remote work now and hybrid work now, that's really changed, right? It's really changed. And how many times are we on these meetings where the videos, everybody's video goes off and it's yeah. like,
1: turn talk that thing quiet, on,
2: yeah, quiet <laughs> absenteeism or whatever. You know?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna quiet quit this meeting right now. Click yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I'm gonna move so, so I think you know that's my experience. It's just it's so effective to be in front of people and have a real conversation
1: with them. This is uh this is a skill. Yep. This is not something And I
0: laughed, Sean, <laughs> when you talked about the water cooler effect. Talk about generational. There may be people out there saying, What uh, are they talking about? Water the water cooler. cooler. but it's true. There was a lot of feedback that happened around the old water cooler when we were all working in an office environment. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: I definitely dated myself on that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I had it as an example. And I I laughed when you said that because (laughs) we are dating ourselves, but
1: (laughs) that's it. Right. I mean, you guys, this is a skill that just like randy brought up we have to teach Mm -hmm. because clearly this generation of workers that came after us and then after them because there's multiple generations now would rather text or just not show up and it kills me kills me to hear that let's talk about some of the best practices of providing feedback okay guys let's do this let's take a break we're going to thank our sponsors and uh, we'll be right back. we we'll talking talk more about effective feedback and communication.
0: This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro-FM. Earn your Pro-FM credential to elevate your FM knowledge and skills to receive the recognition you deserve. Visit us at profmi.org evolution.
1: Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sean Black. And we are here with Pro FMI, our friends, Randy Olson and Stormy. I'm excited because we're talking about something I'm super passionate about. Obviously, you guys can probably tell I'm fired up today. We just got done talking about quiet quitters and quiet fires. I are people getting fired quietly. It's so funny. And it's it's not funny because it's it is something that is happening. It is a it is a reality that we're living in today. And this skill of, you know, effective feedback clearly is important for both the people who are thinking about quiet quitting uh, and the bosses that don't know how to deal with people who are quiet quitting. <laughs> clearly, this is a, it become an issue story for those who are looking for the secret sauce, you know, the the best practice. How do we get better at this? What, what are some fundamental skills that are some tips we can give to listeners that are going, man, I need to get better at this?
0: I think for FM managers, um, the only way to get better at giving effective feedback is to do it and to make sure that you have all the facts and figures. And part of effective leadership is to make sure that you are on top of what's happening with your staff. You know, we talked about the quiet quitters and they also they need uh, feedback. But so do the good performers. They need to praised when they've done something well. And when the manager has gotten feedback from a customer or a client, you know, we joked about the, the old water cooler. But in fact, in the old <laughs> days, when most people were working in an office environment, You would stop somebody in the hall, stop a manager in the hall. I remember when I was a practitioner and I used to do my rounds, clients would stop, customers would stop and say, hey, I just wanted to tell you what a great job the team did in helping me with X, Y, and Z. And so now that we don't have that walk around the building or water cooler effect, managers need to make sure they're getting that kind of feedback from uh, the folks that their staff interact with. So, I think that's important um, for them to develop that feedback capability is to make sure that they have the facts and figures. Nobody wants to idle chit chat with, um, we're all busy with their manager. It needs to be productive. And we'll talk in a few minutes about how you make those situations productive, but it needs to be something that's positive for both parties.
1: I love that. Yeah, super important, right? I mean, like, yeah. This is one of the things that, okay, so the other day I saw a commercial and it was for Fishbowl. Are you guys familiar with this service? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. But, and it yes. was so on point for this where the guy was talking to his boss and mm-hmm. his boss is like, well, we're going to give you a 5% raise. And, uh, and the guy goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, great. Awesome. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm just glad to be working here. And then he hangs up. Boom. Calls this guy. Hey, did you guys, you guys get a raise 5%. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're all talking back and forth. And I'm thinking to myself, this is so toxic. I'm like, I love the fact that people are like chatting with each other, but the way they're doing it, they should be doing this with their boss. You know, this is the part of that, that communication and not knowing how to do it. And instead let me go to an app uh And check out and see what other people are being paid because everyone else is is putting their information on there because no one wants to have conversations with their upper management and their leaders. And I just, I just was shaking my head. And (laughs) and what you were telling me was reminding me of this. I even had to like, I had to go check out. I mean, look look at this app because this is crazy. Uh, So I download this app and look at this fishbowl. And yeah, you got to put in all your salary, all information. I'm like. Man, just get this thing out of here. And yeah. so I was like, man, this is so typical of the things that we're experiencing right now, like the quiet quitting and this communication. And it really boils down to we as leaders, I think we have to teach and, and coach. And and Randy, I know this is a big part of pro FMI, is the teaching and coaching of communication. So you guys don't have to use fishbowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> It's killing me. It is really killing me. Okay. So I do want to talk about negative feedback because I don't know, Randy, have you ever had to experience negative feedback from someone that you were working with, or did you have to ever give negative feedback to people?
2: Oh, I've been on both sides of that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's, um, you know, ne- negative is such a negative term, right? So <laughs>
1: It is, yeah.
2: Let's call it direct. 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 You know, I mean, you take this down to basketball coaching again, right? You got to be very direct. Yeah. Like, here's things that aren't going well. Here's things that are going quite well. And here's how we're going to help you improve. You know, professional world too, right? So here's, you know, here's areas for improvement, that can feel negative at the time, and it and it's back to how you communicate and how you present that to the individual. So I've had to give that you know that um, direct feedback, and I've had to receive that direct feedback. And and I have to say, I work for an individual right now that has this incredible ability to understand where I'm kind of like, and things aren't really going well for me, and you know, it just shows up in my life and goes, hey got a couple minutes to talk and, and, you know, has the ability to frame something such that I leave where it in the middle of it, I'll describe it as almost like two cats in a bag where you're kind of back and forth, but you leave that feeling way better about getting some feedback that may not have been great. Right. So you, (laughs) she's, she's got an incredible ability to frame that up for me and make me better going forward. And um, as the receiver of that information, you've got to be open to that. You've gotta be open to to understanding where you wanna improve. And um we're none of us are perfect, right? So how do we take this on and then how do we make the necessary changes to improve? So yeah, that, that's my view of that.
1: I, I have uh I I have had those conversations with my boss and and I will say Jim is our CEO. He is you what. It was the only person I've ever met, where you you walked out going, man, I was really in trouble, but I feel good about it. <laughs> 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 I don't know how that happened right now, but that's that's what we got to figure out, right? Is how to give that feedback, Stormy. I would love to kind of hear from you on on what your your best practices as far as making this happen. How how do we have the de- a difficult conversation? With people, when it's more in a, a maybe, maybe they're having a performance problem, or maybe they're you know they're having a communication problem with another staff member. What give us a good example of uh, of what that would look like, and, and how should we handle it?
0: Well, there's an another interesting phenomena that's been happening a lot in terms of providing feedback, and that's called the sandwich feedback. And a lot of managers think that the way to approach giving feedback when you have something bad to say is to start off with praise, um, which we all like to hear. Then you bam them, you hit them with what's wrong and then you go back to something that's praiseworthy and then you leave it at that and call it a day. The problem is when you do that, nobody remembers the good thing at the end. They're focused on the middle (laughs) of the sandwich, the meat of the sandwich or the cheese of the sandwich. That is the negative thing. And so there's a better way to handle giving negative feedback. The better way to do that is to start off with some praise. As an example, I got a report. This is a, a manager back to you know one of the staff. I got a great report from the marketing department that said you and your team were really Instrumental in helping them reconfigure their space when they come to the office. And they were very pleased with the outcome of how that space worked. There were some things that we need to talk about, however, and that is that from a project management standpoint, you had made some commitments in terms of timelines and dates and progress reviews that never really materialized. So often the client felt that they didn't have full information and they weren't part of the decision-making process. So maybe this is a great time for us to talk about some developmental activities where you take some project management classes. Maybe you do Pro-FM where project management is a key module. Or maybe there's an opportunity to go to a class or tag along with one of our senior project managers when they're doing some of this so you learn how to develop better project management skills. You've done a great job with the outcome, but the client really needed some help. So you have come up with praise in the beginning. You've talked about performance areas where the individual needs some help and you have a plan. And the person, as you both have said, walks away saying, gee, I really got creamed in there, but I feel good about it because I'm gonna strengthen my skills. And that's what this is all about. Effective feedback can be one of the best developmental exercises a manager can do with a staff or with a team. And so that's how you approach the whole idea of, you know, poor performance at time or bad news. It's delivering bad news, basically, is what it is. And, uh, you know, you don't wait till the annual performance review to say, I've got a long list of things you didn't do well. Um, Again, performance is daily. And so you need to meet often and and have information on a regular basis. So I heard sandwich and chips. <laughs> <laughs> the sandwich and your the chips.
1: Yeah, exactly. Before we get to the bread of the sandwich, let's get some chips in here. <laughs> it makes sense. I
0: love that. That's, That's a great t- and
1: deal with the meat. That's it. You don't have to worry about the end of the yeah. sandwich. You have some chips. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love you that. that you know
1: what? And the dessert. Yeah. Don't worry about that. If you finish the chips, then you can get to the, the dessert, man, great technique. I, I, I think uh, I love the way your approach, because as leaders, we have to really be able to show people who are leading that, you know, failure or mistakes is opportunity. And, and that's really what it's about. And not that you're in trouble, but this is this is the feedback we're getting from the client. This is why. And you know, and this is an opportunity to improve. Let's do that. And then, you know, maybe this is how you should do that. Pro FMI is a great way to get this kind of information. And so, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. I I you know, I it's so funny that uh, I've been through that process and now that I recognize it. I don't think I'll ever forget it now <laughs> in, that, in that manner. Oh, my goodness. What So before we wrap up, I want to kind of turn this around a bit. And I I'll, I'll want to get some feedback from Randy on this, too. But what happens when we, as quiet quitters, don't want to quiet quit, right? And we want to get feedback from our boss or our manager. Can we do that? Without risking our job, can we? You know, because that's the worry, that's the fear. Right? It's fear, 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 fear. Like I, I don't want to go talk to him because maybe I get fired. You know, well, I'll just quiet quit. You know, just, eh. so how do the how do we do that effectively? Randy, I want to get some feedback from you, and then and then I'll have I have Stormy wrap up. Yeah, your-
2: it's an interesting topic, and you know, as a as a leader of an organization, right? You have to open up the right for people to approach you and provide feedback to you as well. I think that that's number one. And then in, you know, you all may disagree with this, but I always like to set parameters around that. So I think it's easy for people to come to leaders and complain, right? So I can come here and complain. So I always say, you know, I'm open to listening to complaints. However, if you've got something you've identified as a problem, if you can present to me a solution to that problem, this is gonna go a lot further in the conversation, the implementation of making things better for all involved. So certainly bring bring your issues, if it's with me personally, bring those to me, but how do I fix that? So how do I take that then and how do I implement a change to how we how we want to go about this? So and I do that as a coach, I do that as a leader of an organization, I do that as a small volunteer nonprofit leader that. You know, because you get a lot of feedback, right? And, and part part of it is people want to be listened to. So I, I'm happy to listen, but provide me a solution so we can implement and we can move on and things can get better for all involved.
1: I love that. I, <laughs> as I was growing up, my uh, grandparents, when I was kids, raised me quite a bit. And that's the advice that I got, uh, except for I had come back with harebrained ideas. So then they told me, <laughs> instead of one solution, I need two, two from you, two solutions. Cause I come back with a harebrained idea and uh, they'd be like, no, 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 That's just not good. That's not good enough. So I love, I love the, um, the methodology there. It's worked well for me, but Stormy for you, you know, what does this look like?
0: <laughs> well, I think Brandy just, you know, nailed it completely. The key is A, it's not a soliloquy on the part of either um, the manager or the staff member. And so coming and just having a gripe session does not work. Um, And I always did the same thing when I was managing large organizations was to say, remember, my door is open, but when you come, you must have some options for me to consider. And that's how you grow and how you develop. I think a lot of uh, folks in FM organizations are afraid kind of a retribution. And it, again, it goes back to the organization culture and the fact that effective feedback is a dialogue. It's a two-way street. And so you need to make sure that if you're coming in, another good example is a team member might go in and say, you know, uh, when we were working on that project, my team was really pleased with the guidance you provided us but, you know, you kind of micromanaged us a little bit in that you needed to have feedback every day on how well we were doing. <laughs> and one of the things you're trying to do is to make us self-sufficient, self-directed teams. So how about maybe the next time we can try some progress meetings that are regular, but not every day where you come and kind of helicopter us to do that. So I think in that vein, again, when you come with some suggestions and you make some options available for the manager. It's not just this, I'm here for a gripe session. And that's not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. That's not as acceptable as a manager, you know, just using the sandwich approach to give bad news. So, you have to make sure that you have that culture in your organization where that is uh, free-flowing information.
1: Yeah. Love that. Love that. All right, guys. I I, I think we're kind of it. We're going to wrap up. We're, You know, this has been a great topic. I'm, you know, it's just after Thanksgiving. I'm so grateful to have you guys to be on the show and thankful to be able to talk about one of these topics that is relevant. It's super important right now. We got a bunch of quiet quitters out there. You guys need to cut it out and and learn how to get good feedback going on. And so, you know, take these tools and go do something with it. I'm excited. Randy, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you back on the show. Uh, yeah, and, th- thank you,
2: Sean. And you know, we should we should um, all of us here should give you a big thanks for your leadership and having the positive impact um, on the on the profession. So it's been been another good year. I think <gasps> we're going to try to do one here yet in the month of December, squeeze it in to wrap up the year. But it's been a been another two uh, another good year. We've been at this two years, two years with man. our very first guest revisiting
0: yes. it. Stormy Friday.
1: Well, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on this show. Stormy, as always, you're a pleasure to talk with and and so much information. For those who are looking to learn more about you guys and connect,
0: Stormy, how do they, how do they find your article and how, they, how do they learn more about you? Well, you can always find information on our website, which is the Friday group, you know, um, www, the Friday group. But I encourage everyone to read, uh, you know, online FM Prime and, and um, FM everything. And also all of the information that's put out by the Pro-FMI Commission. I mean, there's a wealth of good information on there about how some of these tools can help you through Pro FM. So I think that's really important. And people can always just write to me, Stormy at the Friday com. I love to chat with people, just as Brandy and I like to talk with you and thank you as well for doing what you do. We awesome. couldn't thank be you. as far along as we are without what you do. Thank you.
1: Ah, uh, you guys are too kind. Brandy, for those who are just on the edge of quiet quitting, but want to learn how to communicate better. How do they get a hold of ProFMI and start learning in that module? Yep. Yeah, well, the source
2: of information is ProFMI.org. They'll find everything they need there. There's a great tool called Map Your Gap where you, you know, map your current kind of knowledge, skills, and abilities against the ProFM body of knowledge. Uh, one of those key topics is communication. And another key topic is human capital, which Stormy was very instrumental in providing and helping us develop the content for that. So that, that is a great way to learn more about Profam and, and you know understand how this could impact their career going forward. So profami.org.
1: Love it. All right. For everyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform, if you love the uh, amount of great information coming from our friends at Profami, give us a like, leave us some feedback, tell us what you want to hear. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, hit subscribe. And if you're watching, on YouTube out there and uh, uh, on the interweb, you guys need to be sure to hit that little bell for notifications so you know when your next pro FMI podcast comes out and and what we're doing over here at FM Evolution. And you guys can, if you like us, give us a like. We'd love to get your feedback there as well. So from everyone here at FM Evolution, thank you guys for being on the show and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Sean.
0: This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro-FM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org evolution.